Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, February 10, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we have a lot of stuff on the docket today. When you see a candle like this, today's activity with a tail candle above, a little tail candle below, and they're long, the market had a huge range today, filled a gap, was rejected. The market was all over the place. The market was extremely volatile. In fact, the VIX in and of itself was up 20% today. So that tells you something right out of the chute. What does it tell you is the question. It tells you they're getting ready for a bigger move. The market is out of sorts. What they're doing is running a series of shakeout operations, shaking out the longs, shaking out the shorts. There were tons of traders today that got sliced and diced. We'll get more into that later. Let's first take a look at what's jumping off the page on the daily chart, and then we'll go over to some other charts and we'll get the thing underway. Here's a question. Do we think that this is still intact or is this breaking down? Well, we could still get the sea leg up, but what's really happening is it's beginning to take on a different kind of thing. So now, all of a sudden, as long as we continue going back and forth inside this flag, this bull flag pattern, and it's sloppy, it's choppy, it's all over the place. But just look at the bigger picture and you try and get an understanding of what the next larger move is going to be. Is the next larger move going to be down out of this thing, or is the next larger move going to be to complete, essentially, the high of the A-leg, and then make some kind of a top at a different spot after they've got everybody back on the bull side of the boat, everything's fine, the market bottomed. All that stuff, that's normal garden variety market, normal garden variety media behavior. Now, wide swings in both directions. So you want to know what the bogey is on the downside? Well, guess what? It has to be around 440. It's still almost 100 handles below where we are now. So that's not really helpful. What about 446? Remember how important 446 was? Well, guess what? It's still important. Start closing hourly, daily below 446, and it's likely that they're going to come down out of the lower portion of this run a test of 440, and maybe even below that. If they're going down south, that's for starters. Can they continue? Can they make new lows right away? Anything can happen, but we just go with what the near-term important stuff is, and if they start breaking below that, well, then we have more near-term stuff below that. That's where inside the numbers comes into play during the day. That's where those numbers start to populate the page. Next week, is regular way options expiration. What does that mean? Doesn't mean much, but it does mean the awareness of weird stuff happens during options expiration. Here's a 240 chart, and by the way, for now, this is a failure. So they tried to bust out to new highs, and they failed, so they were rejected. That is a bona fide rejection at a price. That tells us that price is important. How do we know it's important? Well, we already knew from before, why? because the market ran up to here and was already rejected once. Ran back up to there, is rejected again. That price is important. Guess what? If they go up a third time, what do you think's going to happen? 
Are they going to be rejected again, or are they going to keep going? Well, my guess is during options expiration, if they're back up there a third time, they're going to keep going and complete the thing in the upward or northern direction. That's an opinion, not technical analysis. Take it for what it's worth. They're not back up there now. When we look at the 120-minute chart, same thing. They were rejected. We have a reversal candle. Just solidifies the rejection. The bear case is they were rejected. The bull case would be they're just not ready to break out yet. They're still in this bull flag thing until they're not. They start trading down in this neck of the woods, then something else is going on. What happens if they start up tomorrow? Well, then we'll look back and say, yeah, they were just testing the bottom end of that channel. The other side coming down through the bottom portion, 440 and likely lower. What went on inside the numbers today? What I'm going to do is let you read the notes and scroll up, pause the video, go back to the chart and double check the work as much as you want. What you're going to find here is based on the type of activity that took place on the tape today, it was a wild ride. What I decided to do was not put my traders at risk. So you won't see a I'm buying here. There was an I'm buying here, but it didn't do it in the manner in which, and it was late in the day. There were some numbers on the board that were of interest, but it wasn't a let's trade it 10 times today, and it's never a let's trade it 10 times. That's just an exaggeration to make the point. But the reality is most traders can't trade this tape, shouldn't try and trade this tape. Here's what I told Jordan today who runs the live room. Think about it like the weather. It's raining out. It's stormy out. You need to get a lot of stuff done, but you're unsure of the weather. You're unsure of really how bad it is. Might not want to take a chance. Stay inside until the weather clears up and you're more certain that it's a nice day and you'll enjoy everything. You'll get all your stuff done and go on about your business. Who needs to get soaked? Some days the market is very volatile and the trades are obvious. We take them. They work out great. Other days, it's all over the place, and frankly, if I don't really have a good handle on where they're going next, I'm not going to tell you anything. You'll see a few things in there, the normal stuff. Here's a low. They're going to fight that low, bull bear battle. They spiked it. They fought it. They tried to get back above. They couldn't do it. Once they get below, it's really curtains, at least from an intraday perspective. You'll also find in the notes that we had a gap that was missed earlier in the day. That gap is likely not to be support. It wasn't. It was for a temporary period of time, and then it wasn't support. So all the normal stuff is in there. Go ahead and read everything, pause the video, go back to the charts to double-check the work. I just don't feel like babysitting the notes and reading you stuff when I can summarize it on the chart, give you the concept of what happened. It's good enough. You know what's going on in here. If you're a member of Inside the Numbers, you get the point. If you're not and you're thinking about becoming a member, this is important information. My objective is for you to make money. You're learning. It's part and parcel to the same objective. The other thing is, I have to keep you safe. I know when I say something like, hey, I'm buying it here, I know there's a lot of traders that are going to jump on board. If it goes the other way, and I'm taking a loss, and I know there's a bunch of other traders taking a loss as a result of something I said, how do you think that feels? Doesn't feel good for you taking a loss, feels doubly bad for me because it was my fault. Now, you make your own trades. We all understand that. We're big boys and girls. There's no guarantees. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. We play based on the probabilities. 
based on the stuff that happens the majority of the time. But then there's the other side. Today was the other side. Not for stocks, though. Let's take a look at stocks on the move. We had Dash, IRBT, and Goose. What happened early in the morning was things were rather quiet, so there wasn't a lot of stuff moving around the opening bell or before the opening bell. Then they had that inflation data. The market fell through the floor. Stuff started to move. By the time I started to do the work and I had to update the notes, I had to update the spider price, I had to update a lot of stuff. I just didn't have time to do the work on the new stocks that were moving closer to the opening bell. So this is what we were left with. Let's check out the charts about DoorDash. So this one opened below the first number, so it's off the board, came into the second number at the end of the day. Look at the low of day. 96.51, my number on the board bright and early was 96.58. Now, nobody's taking that trade at the end of the day, but just the point that it still worked, the numbers work. It's not really an apples or deserving of a how you doing, but the numbers work. This was a great rocket ride. Unfortunately, they issued a screw job and opened below the first number, which takes it off the board, at least for me and many of the other traders like you. Goose opened below all three, so it was off the board, period. Rallied back to the third number, but it moved after they made that announcement at 8.30, the economic data, and I really just didn't have a chance to adjust the numbers. I was busier than a one-legged guy in an ass-kicking contest today. We did, however, put out a couple more early in the morning for the live room members. 240.82 and 239 on Autodesk came close, bounced away, so the first one's off the board. Second one's off the board. It did the same thing, but you can see how they did respect the numbers. They just didn't do them in the manner in which we prefer. We also had MSI that was provided for the room members. Same thing, eight time off the clock. It really didn't come in the manner in which we like. The numbers work, just not in the way we want. What's going on over in Camp IWM? So the question is, is that a failure of a breakout or to move higher, or is it a fake-out operation as long as they stay above the 20-period moving average? I think we can call it a fake-out operation for now. Look where they stayed. They filled a gap and stayed above the gap. The IWM is my favorite market-leading indicator. Let me show you something different. So we're looking at the spider now, and where are they relative to their gap? So here's the gap up here, happened to be 450.94. They're below the gap. It's a small puzzle piece. It's on the table. Put it on a sticky note if you want. I like to look at things that other people just wouldn't bother to notice. One more time. Here's the spider. The S&P 500 gets below this candle. The IWM chart looks different. They come to test that big time breakup candle low, and what do they do? They spike it, and they reverse and close back above it. That's a bullish type of situation. Like I said, I like to look at the things that other people don't see. The IWM is my A number one favorite market-leading indicator. What about the folks down at the transportation department? So they filled their gap, and they bounced away. We can't call this a debacle just yet. Staying above the 100-period moving average would be We'll use the term constructive. I never really liked that term, but I just used it anyway. By the way, I almost forgot to talk about something. Back to the S&P 500. So yesterday, folks in the lazy swing trader were issued a trade alert. By the way, here it is. So it was a short trade on the SPY. It was issued before the opening bell yesterday with the price. The minimum price to begin a position is when the SPY reaches at least 
450, during the regular session, not pre-market. The trade was active as long as they didn't close above 458.12. This is the same stuff we talked about in the videos, just not with a trade. The trades are for the lazy swing trader. It's a trade that could turn into something more, but starts out with a base hit in mind. The trade is meant to work out sooner than later, similar to FSLR, which was just the day before. That being said, that's why I was buying, and we were buying, a put expiring next Friday. So this had to work right away. It worked right away. You'll have to forgive me, but once in a blue moon, I have to toot my own horn. How about the tech people, the Q people? Same chart, same situation. We can't really say anything different than was already said in terms of the SPY. It's all going to be the same market. If everything's moving down, then everything's moving down. The Qs aren't going to go up while the s and is going down 100 handles. It's not going to happen. By the way, I'm all over the place today. IRBT, I forgot to show you this one. This was the one that was the nice rocket ride. Jordan got most of this thing in the live room. So did many other traders. 59.60 was posted on the board. Look at that. Low of day was 59.41. Looks more dramatic on a five-minute chart. You get it rocket ride in five minutes up to 64.50. Pretty slick stuff. Inside the number members are making money. The XLF had much of the same movement as all the other markets. Spike higher, went lower. But this one is in a different position on the chart. Now, Maybe this is a lower high developing. That certainly is possible. A breakout is in the cards if everything's going to go up and the S&P 500 is going to go and complete that C leg like we talked about before. Or maybe it's just eating time off the clock and then you'll have that next push up. It's still the C leg. It doesn't really matter what we call it at this point. And if they're doing that, then the chances are the XLF is going to be going up as well. But this could still be a lower high. So we have to be aware of that. They start getting down here into the moving averages, going to start smelling like a failure. Smash Mouth, same routine. They tried to break out to the upside, and they couldn't, and they came down, finished near the lows of the day above the 20. There's nothing really else we could say about it. It's down 3%, which is pretty heavy. Good proxy for the tech space. Is that telling us something of more to come? It's very possible. We just don't know yet. Today was a wild day. We need to see more. Remember the discussion we had in interest rates? Here they are again, still going higher. What did we have for that? We had opposite, we had TBT, which is bonds going lower, which is interest rates going higher, so we're making money with that. Where was that? Lazy swing trader. It's exciting when you're correct. People have fun when they're making money. My inbox looks like a party with streamers. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.